0: Good morning, everyone. Let's give a special round of applause to our worship team. It's just such a blessing uh, to to be with them. There's 10 of us in a room for a couple hundred, so I feel like I'm going to be that person who's going to be like, I knew them before they were big. Like, once you all come back, I'll be like, see, I, I, I kind of knew that. I'm at like the, the, the dive bar, just the super fan every week uh, at every one of their shows. Like, I've been here since 1997. So that's going to be me with our worship team. Uh, it's just such a blessing to worship with them, and I know uh, that they encourage me and my spirit, uh, and I hope that they do the same for you as well. It is so awesome that we reached our goal for the kids at Ascensia. That is just fantastic that we are literally providing coats uh, for kids right now. So thank you guys for your generosity, and how you continue uh, to be generous during this difficult year. I also want to invite you, we are doing our second uh, monthly hike next Saturday. We'll be going at 8.30 a.m. And if you need information on where we'll go, we will have that information in my email this week. But you also could just email me right now brian with a y uh, at glendale.church. And I will give you the information on where we'll be going if you're not on our email list. But it's going to be fun. We'll have masks and stay as distant as possible and enjoy some some time outside together. We are concluding our series that we've done for a few weeks called Stuck in the Middle. And I couldn't help but think of the song Stuck in the Middle. Uh, And I don't know if you know who the artist is that did Stuck in the Middle. You can put it in the chat, uh, perhaps. Uh, anybody in here know who it is, Stuck in the Middle? Anybody? No? Nobody knows? In the chat, if you get it first, without looking it up, you get 100 points in this new game I've invented. You could... Stuck in the Middle from 1973? Who, who's the artist? Sonia thinks she knows, but she's not coming up with it. The artist is Steeler's Wheel. Uh, It it was a a one-hit wonder. It was the Chambawamba of 1973. Um, So sorry if if I stumped you on on that one. I'll do more trivia coming up uh, later. We're doing this series called Stuck in the Middle because being in the middle can be hard. Uh, you might not know this, but i 'm a middle child, and you 're thinking, "Wow, that explains a lot uh, and this being a middle child has, has a stigma to it. I think my parents actually did a very good job of, of loving us all uh, equally, and if anyone screwed up it 's either my brother or my sister, not me i 'm just kidding that 's they're they are wonderful wonderful people my parents I think did, did a great job, but there 's a stigma with being a middle child there 's a book. Called The Secret Power of Middle Children, How Middleborns Can Harness Their Unexpected and Remarkable Abilities, which basically translated is, um, yeah, you're a middle child, it kinda stinks. Good luck out there. And that's kind of how, how I feel like it, it's translated. And I think one of the reasons why being a, a middle child can be hard is because you're not first and you're not last and just as we are in this middle moment we thought perhaps as this was all happening that it was going to be over in four to six weeks and it just kept going especially uh, in la county and we just got some new restrictive orders last night and we're hopeful about some of the vaccine news that is coming out but yet we know there's still going to be some hard times To go, As Philip shared with us this morning, I think it's going to get more and more personal for you if it hasn't already. And that's sad. And we're wondering how long is it that we have to go during this really difficult time. And the problem is when we're in these middle-type moments, we are tempted to make bad decisions. We're tempted to just check out and, and not invest. We're tempted to look for shortcuts and not perhaps do some of the hard work that we need to do in these times. When we're in these, in the middle type moments, I think we're tempted to believe these three things. Number one, I'll never be happy again. Number two, nothing good can come from this. And third, there's just no point in continuing. And these are things that, if I'm honest, at times I felt all of this during our COVID season because it's just hard, it's weighty. There's a lot that's gone on during this year and I'm sure you've felt that as well. Because what we're experiencing collectively right now is pain. It's hard. It's stressful. It Fills us all with anxiety and, and worry. And some of you have been really deeply, perhaps physically affected. But as a pastor, I've been able to see a remarkable thing when it comes to pain. So I started my ministry here at 13 years ago. The first year of ministry, I was specifically young adults minister. And then the year after that, our minister who was here named George Little, he was Australian and he and his wife moved back to Australia. And so I was uh, asked to start preaching weekly and leading the church. I had to come up with a lot more sermons than I had on file, because it was a whole lot of, whoa, I'm suddenly like the, the regular Uh, preacher and there are things that uh, my wife and I joke about because we were like 26 and 27 leading a church we had no idea what we were doing how did they let us do that and even still today I'm about to turn 38 in a couple weeks I still think I don't really know what I'm doing uh, a lot of the time, trying to figure it out. And still people say to me, wow, you're really young for a pastor. And I'm like, hey, you should have seen me 10 years ago. Um, I used to have hair. Like, There's a whole lot that, that, I, that I used to have like back when, when I first started. And one of the things that I learned that was probably one of the, the harder lessons is that Sitting with people as they go through painful things, because as a pastor, you're invited into some really, I'd say really sacred spaces. They're hard, but they're, they're really sacred. And I feel, you, I feel the presence of God very much in, in those moments when you're sitting by a hospital bed or um, you're around a family that, that's mourning. And as you are doing that, I've slowly learned that the goal as a pastor is to say as little as possible, because there's not really an answer. And it's really just about sitting with that person as they walk through it, and then walking alongside them as as it continues. And sometimes in those moments, when people are are mourning. There's a lot of people that you haven't met. And so you know the couple that's from your church, but there's like 15 family members in the room and they just know you as the pastor. And so you're expected to like have all the answers, but I've learned not to fall for that trap that we are just supposed to perhaps comfort with words of scripture and to allow people to ask their questions. But it's really just about being in that space with people and growing comfortable to be really a representative of of god's presence in that moment even though it's hard so i still don't necessarily have all the answers when i'm in that room or when i'm going through those hard times with those people but i've noticed that there's someone or maybe a couple who can speak in those moments and who can say something significant and important And they can say things that i could never even say You know who that is? Somebody who has experienced a similar kind of pain. Somebody who also lost a son or daughter too soon. Or somebody who is going through cancer his or herself. Those people are able to speak and again say things that as a pastor I could never say but because they've experienced the same or a similar kind of pain or frustration or difficulty, they are able to profoundly say things and walk into these spaces and provide a level of of comfort that I never could. That's because he's been there or she's been there Cause he got that phone call she got that diagnosis and because of what he or she experienced even if it was a long time ago there becomes what i would call is a fellowship of suffering and you are in a club that you never would have wanted to be a part of but there's something that is very sacred about shared suffering and what God can do with it. So as you think about the difficulty that we all collectively are facing during this year and some are experiencing it way more than me, would you ask God perhaps how you could use that to bless somebody else? Would you ask how God perhaps could use it to help you comfort someone? The book of 2 Corinthians, Paul opens this this way, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. And I find it interesting, uh, just a couple weeks ago in our series, we looked at the book of James, and James just starts with some stuff about suffering. And Paul, as he writes this second letter to this church in Corinth, though historians will say we probably, and scholars say this is probably um, many letters, because the church in Corinth had a whole lot going on, but uh, it's interesting that... James and then Paul, they open up talking about this stuff because I think this is really important, it's some of the hardest things that we all need to learn. So it opens by saying, Praise be to our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And this is a passage that is just syrupy sweet when you look at it. It just sounds nice, right? God is the the father of all compassion, the God of all comfort. It sounds really nice. It's one that maybe was stitched on something in your grandma's house. Like it just sounds, it sounds beautiful, right? The God of all comfort and compassion. And when we think of those words, I think we have nice thoughts and we think about being comfortable instead of being comforted. And that's a different thing. Being comfortable is just about experiencing something and perhaps feeling good in just a moment. Several years ago, I was getting my haircut with uh, Sean Grant who did my hair recently in the backyard. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, had to get it cleaned up a little bit. And I was in his shop several years ago and at the end of my haircut, he started with a massage tool that was unbelievable. It's the genie rub. Here's the picture of it uh, right here. Uh, and after I had that, that experience of him using the genie rub on my shoulders, I went home and purchased one for myself on Amazon for a cool $150. And I told Mandy about it. And, she knows that i'm a little bit uh, frugal towards cheap and she's like whoa that's the fastest i've ever think i've seen you spend 150 dollars and i got that genie rub and unfortunately uh, it is really harsh for the person who is giving the massage so she can't do it on my shoulders and it's a little harsh for me to do to her so the genie rub isn't really used too often in our home it's been a few years and i think it's just gathering dust uh, in a closet so if you're looking for a genie rub i got one i can sell you for cheap I think about times in my life where I've gone for, like, cheap comforts or, wow, that massage at Sean's felt really good, so I'm going to try to replicate that experience at home. And when I've thought about, like, the, the comforts like that, it's easy for me to just purchase that and not actually use it. Or to maybe feel a little bit depressed and have way too much ice cream and then not to feel too good the next day, or to reach for these things that that make us perhaps feel a little bit more comfortable in the moment, but they don't make us feel all that comforted. So when we read this passage that God is the, the father of all compassion and comfort, we think of those types of things. But I think what Paul is helping us to think about is that it's actually way better, bigger, and more sustaining than that. That God provides comfort for you even as things aren't perfect as they perhaps are still broken as you are walking and that situation happened and something is inexplicable and you wish you didn't have to go through that pain you're going to walk with a limp because of that forever but god can comfort you even in that when i'm going through something hard my prayer life is, God, please take this hard thing from me. I have this hard situation. God, you know about it. Please just remove it. Or I think about the prayers that I pray for other people. God, I know this person is going through this situation. Please just, just help him or her as she is experiencing this. God, just take that away from him or from her because I want it to be removed. I want it to be removed for myself. I want it to be removed for that person. But I generally, if I'm honest, don't pray for comfort god would you comfort me even as i continue to walk through this god can you comfort that person who is is grieving can you be with that person in a special way so they can experience your presence even as they walk through that god can you help because you are the god of all compassion and comfort Perhaps there's someone who is on your mind right now who you need to pray for, who you need to say, God, I pray that that person, because of how isolated they are or COVID that they're going through, God, I pray that you would give them and their family comfort, even if perhaps you don't heal that thing. Paul writes this. And again, we would say this is a really nice idea. And yeah, Paul, God is the God of all comfort and compassion. And just a few chapters later, he's going to talk about the thorn in his flesh, which he prays to God repeatedly, please take this away from me. And God's answer is my grace is sufficient for you, which is really not the answer that he's looking for. God, you're the God of all comfort and compassion. But let me tell you a story about a time that I prayed for something that really God should have taken away from me and God didn't and then gave me an answer that I wasn't all that satisfied with. But yet, I can tell you that God is the God of all comfort and compassion because it's beautiful what happens when we receive comfort from God. And then it's beautiful when we are conduits of that comfort. Paul continues in 2 Corinthians 1, 4, and then on to verse 5. God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. And then verse 5. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So as we, experience comfort, and then as we comfort other people, we experience God with us in this moment. And as we suffer, as we suffer sometimes more and more, our comfort then can abound through Jesus because we recognize that there's something about our suffering that connects us deeply to God. There's a mentor of mine who one time was telling me about some of the deepest spiritual thinkers in history. And he says, if you look back at their experience and what it is that they went through, those who are often closest to God are those who have suffered. They are able to say profound things, again, that some people who didn't suffer or who are more comfortable, they couldn't ever really say. There's something sacred about allowing that, stuff that is hard to be turned over to God and allowing God to use it. So would you consider doing that? As we talked about a couple weeks ago, I know that if we were having coffee and you were telling me about your thing that's really hard and I was telling you about my thing that's really hard, then perhaps we'd go, wow, yeah, that's, that's really difficult. And you could choose to get beaten by it. And everybody would understand. Everybody would know, yeah, I mean, you just have that really hard thing that you're dealing with, or it's chronic, or it's just this loss that is just really weighing on you. And you could choose to let that defeat you. And everybody would understand. But could you recognize that God has the ability to comfort you even there? And then as you experience that can you pass that comfort to others one of the ways that i think we get stuck in this stuck in the middle type moment is we have something hard happen to us and it causes us to shut down perhaps we shut off from a community that we are involved in or we just kind of personally just turn inward and we say this is just too hard i'm just going to let this thing shut me down, when in reality we are called to be conduits of comfort, to not stop that stuff in just our own way and to just sit in it ourselves, but to pass the comfort of God onto somebody else. When I was in my last year of graduate school, I was just about finishing up and preparing for work in ministry and i got a call from my parents that was unexpected that they were getting a divorce and it was out of left field i didn't know i wasn't prepared and i remember and i'm sure that you've all had a moment like this or just something so so painful that hits you i i sat up all night and my body just ached because of the pain of that situation And as I found out some things about it, there were some things that were exceptionally hard and difficult for me. And I shared this pain with some friends. And I told some people about the specifics of of my situation. And one of my friends said, you need to talk to Ben. And Ben was a guy who had graduated the year before and he was off working in ministry somewhere else. And I gave Ben a call. We talked for a couple hours. And this situation was very much like mine. And he said things to me that nobody else could. And he said, you're going to be feeling this. You're going to be experiencing that. Just go through it. He gave me great advice some things that I still remember to this day. He continued to check up on me. Every few weeks, we'd have a chat. Ben is always gonna be a special person in my life because of what he said in that two hour phone call. And I'm so glad I had a community around me who said, hey, you need to talk to Ben because there are things that, that he told me that no one else could have. And I experienced the comfort of God through the pain of his story. That was 12 years ago, and it's still something that's hard. But I have had the opportunity of some friends telling other friends, hey, you need to talk to Brian. Brian's situation sounds a lot like yours. You should talk to him. And I have to tell you, some of those moments are some of the most profoundly significant moments in my life, where I've had the chance to pass on what Ben passed to me, to help someone who doesn't have answers, to help someone who is in this immediate moment of pain, and to help in a small way bring them the comfort of God. We are tempted when we are going through hard things to just shut down, to say, I I can never be happy again. Nothing good can come from this. There's just no point in continuing. We can go in on ourselves, but in those moments when you are tempted to do that, remember these verses that Paul says, God is the God of all comfort. God wants to comfort you and then God can use that to comfort someone else you are supposed to be a conduit of comfort so don't let that pain stop with you your story can be a gift and blessing to someone else because this is who god calls us to be and this is how god has made us So as we continue through this very difficult time, 2020 unfortunately is likely to extend in sadnesses and in difficulties on into 2021. But can you hear these three things that you will be happy, you can have even moments of happiness and and fulfillment and experience that even right now. God can use even this. And to all of you who are out there, it is worth continuing. Because God promises to come for us. And somebody, I'm telling you, someday is going to need your story. Somebody someday is going to be able to say about you, you need to talk to Ben or you need to talk to Brian. Because God is the God of all comfort. Let's pray. Now this is easier for us to talk about on a Sunday morning than it is to actually do. But as we go through hard times, may we remember that you are the God of all comfort. That you comfort us, God, may we seek relationships and deep community and situations so then we can comfort others. Because when we do that, we're able to speak into other people's pain and able to bring them your voice and your hands and feet. God, may we understand that you don't waste our pain that you can use it and redeem it in ways that we would never expect. Your son, Jesus, name, I pray, amen.